Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spirit Radio Podcasts. Hi, Liz. Hello, how are you? I want you to know that in Ireland, we're huge fans of the show, The Chosen. And so I'm really thrilled today to have this chance to chat with you. And as far as I know, I might be wrong, but as far as I know, this is the first interview with a cast member that's going to be broadcast nationwide in Ireland. So we're delighted to welcome you to our airwaves. What a privilege. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. Have you have you ever been to Ireland yourself? I've been to North Ireland. Um, I I went, to, I, I did like a virtual reality host, uh, spokesperson hosting thing um, and got to kind of hang out just for a few days. It was beautiful, yeah. really gorgeous. Went and saw an old castle and it was like drizzling rain and everything was so <laughs> lush and green. It was really, it was pretty magical. Wow. It's a magical place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Chosen um, has really grown from a small start to having a worldwide following now. And we we really do love the show here in Ireland. And I personally love the way uh, that you've portrayed Mary Magdalene. And uh, I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, uh, what made you take the role on? And has it had any impact on you playing the character of Mary Magdalene? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was actually trying to quit acting um, whenever I booked it. I was I was doing mostly commercial work in in Texas and it was you know fun and fine but I was in a I was in a depression and I was um, not finding a lot of purpose and meaning in my career or in my life and so um, you know you get rejected so much in this industry and uh, I just it was just one too many and I couldn't pay my bills and I was had to move in with my mom and I was driving a broke down car. It was just, it was one of those things where like everything sort of conspired to point the way of like, you need to make a change and you should probably change careers and, and let the dream of acting die. You know, you know, I've always loved doing it and I, I never even expected to really do it as a career. And um, my background was in theater. I got my master's in theater and I loved it so much. My heart was, was in it so much. And, over the course of about seven years in Austin, that love was just like dwindling and dwindling. And I was like, I don't love doing this anymore. Um, it hurts too much. And you put it all out on the line and in, in auditions and, and you get rejected so much. So I just like, I was becoming really cynical about it. And, and I told my agent to stop submitting me and um, he ignored that request <laughs> and submitted me to this show called The Chosen. And it was a role called Mary Magdalene slash Lilith. And I was like, well, this is strange and interesting. And I hadn't had an audition for a theatrical project in like years. Like I, it was all commercial stuff. And so I was like, oh, this is a really well-written character. And for a female character too, it was just like so much psychological complexity and emotional depth. And I got really excited about it for like for the first time in a long time I got really really excited about acting and 
And I didn't want to get my hopes up because I'm like, if I get rejected again, like then that's definitely the sign I need to change careers. But um, I, I also connected with her so much in such a personal and really specific way, especially the Lilith portion of being sort of in this state of despair. And, um, and yeah, I, I auditioned for it. I was connecting to it in a way that I hadn't before with another character, with any other characters. And, um, and then I didn't hear back for about a month and I was like, well, that was, that was it. <laughs> and then I got a call back and, and we did the call back and, um, and then, yeah, like a, an hour later, I found out I booked it and I was just, it's been life changing. It's been literally like my life before the shows and my life after it's, it's brought me so much meaning and purpose and um, has connected me with so many wonderful people and creative artists that, that, you know, I, all, everyone that I get to work with, they're just, just such a dream team. But then also just the fans, like hearing back from the fans is incredible. People are connecting with this show and with these characters in a way that is just, you know, it it, it brings me so much joy to just be a part of it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is really well written. And the character development, I have to say, is amazing. I, I love it for the character development alone. But um, uh how is it working with Dallas Jenkins and the cast of The Chosen? It seems like, you know, like when you see things off camera, it seems like you guys get along really well. Is that just for the cameras or do you really get along? Uh, <laughs> with the cast? I mean, with that many people, everyone's going to find like a few people that they connect with so, so deeply. And it's so funny because I look back on like some of the first few actors that I met um, and I immediately got along with and liked, and like, they're still my best friends now, you know, Jordan and Paris, like I'm still very, very close to mm -hmm. them. And, um, and then just as it's grown, it's just like all these new wonderful actors and it's exciting each season to see who you get to work with and, um, and who gets to inspire you, you know, who, who, who you, you get to sort of learn from in each scene, you know? And um, and Dallas from the beginning has just been a dream director. He's very intuitive. He knows exactly what he wants and he knows what to say, when to say it to, to sort of um, inspire this sort of emotional reaction that he's looking for. So he's just he's a very intuitive director, but then also very funny <laughs> and very lighthearted and knows when to like lift the, the sort of energy and um because yeah i mean this show has so many highs and lows of emotions that that it it requires someone like that to tap into all of that and help us as actors tap into all of that yeah yeah i know i i, I love the development of mary magdalene you know, like you said she starts off as lilith in the in the first season and you see her encountering jesus for the first time and it was just that that scene brought tears to my eyes the first time i saw it and then the the character development and in season two where you know i think we can all relate in our own lives if we've had you know any kind of time on earth that you know everybody hits <laughs> everybody hits pockets of 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 where they yeah. just kind of you know go off the rails or maybe do something yeah. they wish they hadn't it's human it's how human it's, is that it's yeah so human and i think you portrayed that so well at season two i think that relapse is so powerful because it really gets at the heart of the struggle and at the heart of forgiveness and that connection mm -hmm. that you and the character matthew have in that that scene was just absolutely amazing what what did you hope people would get from 
that episode where you 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 had that heavy theme of forgiveness going. Yeah, I mean, I was I I, I was hoping that everyone was getting what I was getting, <laughs> which uh, was uh, this sort of parallel experience. Um, Mary's story and her character arc is sort of this vehicle through which I've I've been able to like have these cathartic moments. And um, for her to go through this sort of regression into to the, her sort of past uh, habits um, and come back and sort of be like, I broke again, you know, uh, I loved that it that this writing and the story, the way we're telling this is is showing how human we all are, how we're not perfect how we're going to make mistakes, how we're probably going to sin again, how we're, you know, we, we, we are, what's important is that we're striving. What's important is that we want this sort of joy and peace that, that comes from the, the love that Jesus gives and, and from Jesus. And, and so I think that, that for me, you know, in many ways, I was like, I don't think I'm good enough to play Mary Magdalene. I was struggling with that in myself of, of, of self-doubt and this sort of imposter syndrome of like, you know, I, I are you sure you got the right woman for this? And, and this anxiety that comes, I think, from just from being a performer, but also just like this show came out of the blue for me and it, it almost felt like an accident in some ways where I'm like, how did, how did this happen? And so it's taken some time to catch up to like the reality of it, of, of really feeling like, no, you, you belong here. And, and for Mary to feel that from everyone of you belong here, good things are happening because you're here. We care about you. We love you and you're forgiven um, coming from the other disciples and then also so importantly coming from Jesus, if I forgive you, let it go yeah. is just a beautiful reminder that we're, that we're always loved. Mm, beautiful. That is beautiful. And it's so true. Now really enjoying season three, I have to say, um, really enjoying it. And, um, I noticed like in season three, there, there's a lot of, there's this relationship that's developing between Mary and the other women and yeah. uh, really like a key pay, women playing such a key role in Jesus's ministry and his relationship to them was quite radical for those times. Uh, and sometimes people don't think about that when they're reading the Bible and thinking about modern day times. Yeah. How, how did you bring that? How are you, how did you bring that to life to connect all that into, into what you're doing in season three? I mean, it really comes down to the writers and, and the stories that they're choosing to um, focus on because there's so many in the Bible and, and it's just beautiful to see them weave in these familiar elements and familiar, familiar characters and have it all make sense and make it all very plausible. Um, even, you know, in season three, we're starting to see the women help finance the ministry and and the way they've written that in has been so natural and so realistic of how are all these kind of poor, broke women going to finance the ministry? And we can see how one donation they're able to sort of invest and multiply and and they're using their smarts and, and Tamar is using her business background or understanding of business to multiply this gift. And, and so I think it's, it's a very clever and very realistic uh, depiction of, of how we, you know, how we finance it. Yeah. And, and finally, I just wanted to ask you if there's someone that hasn't 
uh, watch and watch the chosen yet. What would you say to them to get them to try it? Yeah, I I, I don't blame them for being hesitant because uh, stories about Jesus historically have been a lot of speculation. And then also Christian media has been a little cheesy in the past. So between those two things, I think there's this like, you know, it's not, it's not either one of those. It's, it's a type of historical drama that is just really good storytelling. Like you don't have to be a believer. If you are, you're going to be really excited. I think by seeing some of these stories come to life and the way they're done. Um, but it's just really good story. I mean, it's great storytelling and it's, it, the production value is, is up there, you know, with, with high quality Hollywood shows. Um, and it's becoming clear. It's, it's just getting bigger and bigger and becoming a global sort of sensation. And, um, and yeah, I mean, why not check it out now? It's, it's in theater, you know, episode seven and eight are in theaters. So like, clearly there's this demand for it. And, um, and I think just a little bit of curiosity, once you see episode one of season one, if your curiosity is peaked, like you'll see that this is a very different type of show about Jesus. It's so true. It's so true. I remember the first time somebody mentioned it to me, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to see another Jesus show really. I don't know if I'm up for that. <laughs> and once, once I watched season, the first episode of season one, I was like, oh, this is different. <laughs> They're real people. Everyone's depicted as real people. They're not saints yet. They're people with problems. And, um, and the show shows, you know, how, how Jesus affects them and inspires them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us today and Absolutely. really appreciate it. And our listeners uh, will continue to be big fans and I hope they get out in the cinemas to watch the last two episodes. I think they'll be excited for it. <laughs> Great. Thank, Thank you, you Liz. for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.